I didn't even remember. I don't remember what we rolled last time. Okay. I never remember what we Well, rolled. first, do you remember what the name of the podcast is? Yeah, it's Freedom Current. Freedom well, Current. Welcome back. Welcome back to Freedom Current, where we're just a couple of guys <coughs> talking about our freedom in Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. We have this magnificent whiteboard. We have a list of what's what's on this whiteboard. So the whiteboard is Bible stories, and most of them, many of them, Jesus is in them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe if any of them aren't. I think they're all Jesus stories. Jesus is in them, except for the last two, which are our stories. Yeah. So we pick some Jesus stories to put on the board, and then we roll a 20-sided die, and it just tells us what to talk about each week. Yeah, and so last time we rolled for number five, washing hands out of Matthew 15. Oh, but I forgot. What's your name? My name's Brock Glaze. I'm Jeremiah Kinney. I like motorcycles. Okay. I like to ride a road bike. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you do. Yeah. I wish I liked the healthier version of, of... two-wheeled vehicles like you do. Although sometimes I think about getting a motorcycle. Putting a motor on two wheels is one of the greatest things humans have ever done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, like you're flying, I bet. Well, I mean, I feel like I'm flying when I'm on my bicycle. Yeah. You're flying low. Just love it. You're just flying low. But I was... But I, you're slow enough that you can actually like see things, take things in. You'd be surprised. On a motorcycle... It's wonderful. On a motorcycle, you can do that too. Yeah. Now you're taking. Well, you get outside of the box of the car. Yeah, is really what I was taking my daughter on a little ride the other Uh day, uh and we had just seen Aladdin, and I was like, "This," I was like, "This is the closest thing that we have to a magic carpet." And so she started singing a whole new world, and we were just flying on our magic carpet. (laughs) She started singing. That's so cute. (laughs) It was awesome, sweetie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, I like it. I and mean, you get out in the countryside. They've got these trails, these bicycle trails. Yeah, yeah. I get off of those because you don't make any decisions. That's true. It's so like, where does the trail go? Yeah, that's true. So I get out on, onto the roads and I just go and I get lost and then I find my way back. That's fun. That's why I made sure I've got a good data carrier so I can pop up the Maps app when I'm lost and mm-hmm. come on home. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, God created all this nature for us to enjoy. Yep. Might as well do it. Might as well get out and do it. So speaking of, let's uh, we're lost and we need to come to the Bible and find our way home. Right? Yeah, exactly. So it's our it's our our GPS for life. It is. It is. <laughs> I was GPS. A, I mean, for when life. you were saying that, I was like, well, what would we do nowadays if we did not have GPS? Because we have lost the ability. Oh, no doubt. To read a map or something. But no doubt. The truth is, like, we do have like. You uh, used to tell your teenage kids all these landmarks. Now you know where the yeah. you know where the Krispy Kreme is, and then you're going to turn right from that point. Yeah. Now it's just like, did did you get your phone? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We never used to care about addresses as much. We would care more about. 
Yeah, now all I want is the address. People want to tell me how to get places, and I'm like, just give me the address. Just give, just give me the address. address. Stop. Stop. It's, Stop it's, telling it's me. The third, it's the third give building the on the left. I don't, I'm not going to count buildings. I'm not even going to remember that because yeah. once I have the address, my phone is going to guide me step by step. It's horrible. Wait, wait. You think I don't have a, <laughs> a, a phone on me with, with, with GPS? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Is, is this how you get places? I know. Yeah. But we want to. Why do we want to give directions to each other? I think there's something psychological and rooted in the human condition. It is, but we're we're trying to stamp it out with our in modern times. But why do we want to? Why do I want to give you directions? Because it's been the only way for however many thousands of years. Like it's just so yeah, ingrained. But I think younger people even want to do this. Yeah, that's true. I don't um, know. We like to help. We like to know. We like to show off that we know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe all of those things. Maybe. I don't know. There's something in there. Mm-hmm. That's for different podcasts, though. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. Freedom Current, Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. Did, um, you, wa- did you wash your hands? Speaking of washing did I wash hands? My hands. I have washed my hands I have today, too. but <laughs> I'm just not kidding. right before we came to the podcast. <laughs> so um, how about you read the chapter this time? Okay. I'll pray. All right. Do you know where you're reading? Well, it says Matthew chapter 15, and I was just going to read the chapter. But actually, it looks like it might start at verse 10. What defiles a person? <laughs> yeah, but they're mad at the beginning. Okay. Verse do, 2, so they're I, mad about So Washington. maybe I stop reading at verse 20? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. That sounds good. All right. Do, do you want to read and I'll pray? Or do you want me to pray and you'll read? We pray and we read, then okay. we read. Because then we can just jump right into talking. That sounds great. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for always telling us the truth. I pray that we would be um, humbled by your Holy Spirit to listen to it. Um, we even need help to get humble. Mm-hmm. We even need help so that we can hear what's actually there. So give us ears to hear and hearts to listen. Mm-hmm. And... We thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy that you would even do that, that you would listen to our prayers. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins and was raised the third day for our justification. And I pray that he would be glorified in this podcast. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for asking that we would be humble. I wasn't feeling humble. I was feeling highly caffeinated. (laughs) <laughs> Which doesn't make you humble sometimes. No, no, it? but now I'm just like, you know what? That that was a good prayer because we, I really want to just be able to read the Bible and learn whatever truth God yeah. has written for us here. Yeah, praise the Lord. All right, so Matthew chapter 15. I'm going to read till verse through verse 20. Okay, and I'm reading out of the English Standard Version. All right, for anybody that wants to know the ESV, the ESV. Yeah. yeah. For anyone that needs that, <laughs> uh, it's a really good version. We could talk long about long time about those yeah, versions yeah. and yeah. Tr- translations. All right, focus, focus. By the way, to our listeners, we <laughs> already had a forty-minute sound check today. We did. We started talking, yes. and then we solved all the world's problems, local problems and international cool. problems. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to look through that to see if there's any worthwhile snippets. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. It's probably pretty pretty ignorant. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, okay, so anyway, so we're already a little wound up. Yeah, so we're here wound we go. up. So yeah, this is going to hopefully focus us. Yes, here we go. Then Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. 
He answered them, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, If anyone tells his father or his mother, What you would have gained from me is given to God, he need not honor his father. So, for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the words of God, you hypocrites. Well did Isaiah, I'm sorry, well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. And he came And he called the people to him and said, Hear and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a person. Hmm. Then disciples came and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? (laughs) (laughs) He answered, Every plant... That my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone. They are blind guides, and if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain the parable to us. And he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. Mm. Wow. There's so much in this. And we, that, like, based on our sound check conversation. I had flashbacks. I was like, what? I was having trouble concentrating because I was flashing back to our conversation. And we hadn't even, like, freshed ourselves with this little bird or this no, little set of it's verses. It's pretty amazing. Jesus is good, man. Yeah, he is. He gets it. He gets, he gets us every time. No All wonder. right. So let's, let's get organized here. So let's start in verse one Pharisees and scribes. Does that matter that we have scribes? Do we need to talk about who they were? These guys knew the the Bible really well because they had to write it out. Yep. They were the they were the ones that would copy the scrolls when they would start to get kind of worn down mm-hmm. from use and they'd copy new ones and they kind of knew and they could teach it and explain it. These guys were Yeah. more than just copyists. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes perfect sense. They were and like we, professors. Well, and you just think about this is why books, especially scrolls, were so stinking valuable. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have printing presses. We had these people that were just painstakingly writing word for word, especially what they believed to be and what we believe to be holy scriptures. Yeah. So they were if they made a mistake, I don't know how they, they fixed it. They didn't have whiteout. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if they just I don't know tore the did. page out and started. Or, oh, oh, I they don't, don't have pages. They They're on a scroll. I don't, I don't know either. I mean, they probably had ways to correct it. Yeah, it wouldn't would make sense. They would block things out, I'm sure. They probably would. Yeah. Like a redacted, redacted black blot. Yeah. And you just like have that. to skip over it. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I bet the ones that didn't have any of those black bots were worth even more. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Hey, no. I've got to scroll with no redactions. None. Yeah. Perfect from start to finish. That that sucker's worth like as much as your house. Yes. Yes. Anyway, that's stupid. But scribes, they. That's <laughs> stupid. It's not stupid. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's good okay. to know. So we got these really scribes. smart guys, and the Pharisees are these super uptight legalist guys. Mm-hmm. And they create their own traditions in order to be on the safe side. They always wanted to be on the safe side. Yep. All right, so they come to Jesus. And they're mad that the disciples are breaking a tradition that the elders have passed down. Pharisees are, are the rule keepers and the librarians mm-hmm. of the day, right? They are going to do it the right way. And these disciples are who? Who are the disciples? Well, they're, you know, Peter, James, and John, and those who Jesus went and found and called. And there are probably other people, too. Right, right. Um, so we got some... Mary Magdalene, and you've got disciples... And apostles, and the apostles were disciples as well. Right, so we got some guys. And where did they come from? Fishermen? Yeah. They're, tax they're, collector? They're blue-collar guys. They work regular out on dudes. boats. Regular guys. Yeah. And they don't, they're not, yeah, they're just They're not guys. worried about being on the safe side of all of these legalities like the Pharisees yeah. are. They're hungry. Them. They grab a fish out of their net, probably eat it like Gollum. <laughs> They probably do. I mean, Yuck. we eat sushi. <laughs> That's true. Okay. <laughs> it was done. I mean, may, maybe not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Imagine old Peter doing that. Okay. So anyway, um, so, so, Sorry. so here's the thing. Jesus should have taught them a different way. If they're going to be following Jesus and be his disciples, mm-hmm. his yeah. followers, Jesus should have corrected this, these uncouth mannerisms. According to the Pharisees. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. So they're not even getting mad at the disciples. No. They're not surprised that they're fishermen are saying, like this. this is a bad teacher. You're teaching yeah. them bad. Why? What do you teach them? If this is what they're doing, what do you guys even talk about? Yeah. All yeah. right. So he's really bothered by this. And Jesus... <laughs> Answers an accusation with a question. So why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? Mm-hmm. Which I think we could park on and talk about for a long time. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of traditions, a lot of biases, yeah. a lot of like what we think is the right way. Yeah. Both in our churches and out of our churches. Well, let's name some. And this could be a little rough, but I'm curious. Because I, I'm thinking of a couple um, that are just traditions, but that at least... Historically, some churches I've been to held pretty pretty highly, and I'm not trying to point fingers specifically, but yeah, I kind of am a little bit, and I'm not Jesus, so yeah. what can I say? I'm sure yeah. I have some traditions that I yeah. hold way too highly, but what like a tradition Ooh. for me is like you got to wear a suit to church. Now I know that a lot of churches have gone so far the opposite direction. Everybody's coming, yeah, you know, yeah, in their jammies. Well, and that's, okay. you know, and whatever. But wearing a suit to church I don't know break what difference the commandment of God? How would wearing a suit to church break the commandment of God? I wouldn't say it does, but... It could, though. But it could if you're holding it as, like, a tradition, like, you're almost being a bad Christian if you don't. And you're looking down your nose at someone who shows up without a suit on. Yeah. That's breaking a commandment of God. Yeah. That's actually immodesty. Right? Isn't it? It's like, look, I'm so great and you're nothing. That's true. So, so yeah, that could be one of those. Yeah. I think um, certain ways that we um, 
think we're going to convert people, break the commands of God in order to produce the traditions of men. If we like play on people's emotions mm-hmm. um, in order to get them to make a decision like right away to become um, a follower of Jesus, I think that can be uh, breaking a commandment of God. Yeah. Because this, the Bible says, Second Corinthians says, you know, I present, I present it to their conscience, and then I let them decide. I'm not going to play on their emotions. Yeah, I've given up underhanded methods. So I think we do have some. Where, as some people would say, hey, how come you didn't? In fact, I was at a church when I was I, my first pastorate. It was how come you know you're not down there, basically shaking the bush and getting them to come down this this aisle. So anyway, yeah, breaking the commandments of God for the sake of your tradition. For God commanded honor your father and your mother, and he's saying that they weren't honoring their father and mother in order to honor God. Now that's really interesting, right? In verse in verse 5, it is. This this was hard for me to follow though. So he's saying like, "Hey, hey mom, dad, what you would have gained from me, I already gave it to God." Uh, I know that you. We need this money for the, you know, for me to have you live in the spare room in my house. But I can't make that spare room nice. I can't put a, a uh, window in it, heat duct in it. I I can't. I already tied that money. I already gave that money already. to God. I already gave that one that away. You know. I know, Mom, that you need some help with buying your medicines. I can't afford to buy your medicines. I already gave all that money to God. And so, um, hmm. why would they do that? Honestly, they it sounds like they're doing it as an excuse not to help their parents. Yeah, they really don't want to help. They really don't want their parents living in that spare room. Yeah, and so, eh, extra tide this month. They really don't want to go down and Sorry, have to guys, buy I, the medicine for mom. I gave this to God. It's it's it was used for a holy purpose. You can't get mad at me. Yeah, and by the way, you can even say. You can, you know, make all the coins in the chink in the box really loud. You know, chink, 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 chink. And they, people look around and go, ooh, he's giving a lot of money. Oh, yeah. So you can kind of look good at the same time. It's true. Yeah. God doesn't like that. No, no. And so by saying that you're honoring God, you're not honoring God at all. In, in fact, fact, you're breaking a commandment. Yeah. And that's, that's bad news. Yeah, you're dishonoring God. Yeah. Yeah. And so God wants us, for example, as as a way of honoring him to honor our father and mother. You know, and that makes me think of something kind of that we, we were talking about. As we were talking about the widows and the orphans and the, in their affliction, right? Before we turned on the podcast. Um, there are ways that we honor God by honoring other human people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, and Jesus made it clear when he said, if you even give a cup of water to somebody in my name, you're giving it to me. And so when we help other people, especially when, in this case, he's talking about what, the sixth commandment, honor your father and mother? The fifth. Fifth mm-hmm. commandment. Mm-hmm. When when it's talking about that, it's just like, you are actually honoring God by honoring your parents. And and you and you know, like you're, you brought up the fact that they're just doing it because they don't want to do that. They actually are just, they want to look good by giving more money. Yeah, they, have either, a, they have a, either. some holier-than-thou mm-hmm. excuse not to honor their parents. Yeah. And they're doing, they're honoring the devil. They are. Oh, my. Yeah. Boy, they would not have liked hearing that. 
<laughs> You're honoring the devil. The devil is glorified by your selfishness, by your ambition. Yeah. So, so um, we 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 need to take a step back um, and think. And if we're reading about Pharisees, what we need to be reading about, we need to fill it in with the self righteous, whether it's self righteous churchgoers or self righteous non churchgoers. Um, self-righteous Christians or self-righteous non-Christians. When you read about the Pharisees, you're reading about the self-righteous. And we need to stop and think, okay, one of the ways that God has called us to exemplify himself is to care for others. Yeah. God loves the world. Mm -hmm. And so... If we want to represent God, if we want to call ourselves in any way something that resembles God, we need to love the world more than we love ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, lots of there's lots of people out there, mm-hmm. and it's yep. more than just being correct and just doing things the correct way, whether it's church correct or politically correct, whatever it is. Yeah, we need to actually love the world, not just love being in the right yeah yeah that's a really good point i'm i'm listening to you man uh, yeah yeah and i mean uh, yeah that's that's good yeah so um do you want do we keep going do we want to stop and think what are some people let's talk about this who are some people that i think we going about our everyday business could actually love and care for and honor God by caring for them. Hmm. I mean, our parents. Yeah. Let's start there with what's actually right there in the text in front of us. Our mom and dad. Yep. Especially if they, what? They need help here. What you would have gained from me. In other words, they needed help. So parents that need assistance. Hmm. We need to remember them. Mm -hmm. Care for them. Yeah. Um, who else? I mean, in my day-to-day life, you've got your immediate family, wife, kids, uh-huh. your parents, which uh-huh. oftentimes I'm in regular communication with. Yeah. My in-laws, which are my wife's parents, which are my parents. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my coworkers and people at the store and people in traffic and... Mm-hmm. Um, people on the phone that I talk to when I call CVS and refill a prescription. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. and then of course my church. Yeah. Um, prayer groups and people that we talk to and uh, mm-hmm. families in our church. And yeah, I think um, a big one in our city is hungry children. Yeah. Hungry children. And some people say, well, you know, their parents should feed them at home. Well, what if their parents don't feed them at home? Yeah. That's not the kid's fault. That's not the kid's fault. Parents won't feed them at home. So I think that's an important one. We need to try to do that, whatever we can do. Absolutely. Um, Um, People who, I think, immigrants. Yeah. I, I... so now you're t- you're are, telling you're actually telling me people that I need to we need to possibly go out of our way to find to 
um, show kindness and love to. Because I was thinking about people in my everyday life, and yeah. I don't see a lot of hungry kids in my everyday life. Right. And I don't see a lot right. of... I mean, I, I, may, I might see a lot of immigrants, but I don't necessarily know. Well, and I think people have different callings by God to do different things. Yeah. But this is certainly one of the ways that God is glorified. Oh, I love it. No, I love right. it. No, you're exactly right. And I think that it's and good... I'm not saying everyone at the same level. No, certainly. But our hearts need to be ready at the same level. Absolutely. We all need to have our hearts ready. Yep. And we know God loves um, immigrants and foreigners and travelers. He yeah. made laws in Leviticus yeah. about like allowing not picking up the wheat that falls out of your basket because that's for the travelers or the widows and the poor in your city. Yeah. And um, yeah. to treat them with honor and to treat them with kindness. If they don't speak your language, they're coming from a foreign land. Yeah. Treat them Well, that's a lovingly. great point. So like if you didn't, if you didn't pick the corners of your fields mm-hmm. so that those people could pick them, whether they picked them or not is not up to you, and you're still supposed to have a heart ready, yeah, to be helpful to them. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think that's the thing is these these Pharisees and scribes, their hearts were not open. We've all if if we don't want to be a Pharisee, we need to open our hearts. Okay. Right. Yep. And then what God calls us to, he calls us to. He may call one person to foster a child and another person he may not call to foster a child. Mm -hmm. The person who's fostering a child isn't a better person. It's just this is who God's, what God's called them to do. I think our hearts need to be ready. Yeah. No, you're right. And our hearts can be seduced by greed and luxury and comfort to the point where we are tone deaf to others' needs. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now I'm 100% with you about being ready. It's like it's like we want to be ready for anything. Like when we go on a vacation, we count the cost and we make sure we have enough money and we are prepared for whatever might come. And we don't know what's going to come, but we just know that we're prepared. If this mm-hmm. happens, I've got enough money to take care of it or this, that, or the other. You might find a fun place to go. You might want to yeah. buy the tickets. You might have a flat tire on the way there. Yeah. need to take care of that. So being prepared with an open heart. You're prepared. You're ready when you meet somebody that's in need, especially people that um, are commonly, especially people that are just commonly, I don't know what the word would be, not treated well. Yeah. You know, by whatever part of society. Right. Those are the people that we as people who want to follow Christ. um, Yeah. We need to not. We need to be that. We need to be the people that treat them well, yeah. not Pharisees. Right, right, right. That would rather find some quote unquote godly way to spend their money so they don't have to give to an immigrant. Yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, which is weird because this whole conversation started with how come you're not washing your hands? You notice how quickly Jesus turned it away from how come you're not washing your hands? It's like the thing that you're so concerned about. Jesus wasn't concerned about at all. He was like, like, how come you're not washing your hands? He's like, how come you're not washing your heart? Yeah, for real. (laughs) For real. Let's start there. Let's wash hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Lord Jesus, help us. Yes. I need my heart washed regularly. Me too. Okay. So then um, he quotes the Bible at him, even. So they really, they've got no wiggle room now. So it's not even that he's applying logic. Which is what he does in verse 5 and 6. But now he quotes the Bible to him in verses 8 and 9. He says, hey, if you, if you want me to lay it down in black and white, here it is in Isaiah. And so he says, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And that's what you just said, Brock, was that very thing. Wash your heart 
before you worry, worried about saying all the right things. All right, so then we get down to verse 10. He called the people to him, hear and understand. And this is this is it. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a person. Want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah. Okay, so when when you read that, what does that make you think about? Well, you know, obviously in context, we're talking about Jewish people, and they had, you know, well, they had this specific tradition. Now, obviously, they had a lot of dietary laws and restrictions according to Levitical laws, and then they, and then Pharisee Pharisee types would heighten those. Right. Um, and in this case, they had heightened it to a tradition: you must wash your hands because the food must be clean, or else you are defiled. Yeah. Um, and You're defiled, and you. Yeah. And Jesus, I think that's all they've worried about. You're yeah. Defiled. Yeah. Um, you know, they wouldn't touch certain people like Samaritans and things like that because they would make them dirty. Like there was something that they had sinfully escalated to this physical plane that they were too, they were overly concerned with. And Jesus is like, you're eating something. It's going to go in your stomach. You're going to poop it out. And that's what happens. That's what happens. That's just, that's not what defiles you. That's just going to get dirty inside your body. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's almost like a weird... Then you're going to poop it out and then you're going to need to wash your hands again. Exactly. But it's just like, like if God was so concerned about dirty things, he wouldn't have made poop so gross. Because that has to touch you. I mean, that's that's a horrible thing to think about, but it's almost like God's trying to like force us to be like, I don't care about that. Don't worry about it. Like, it is gross. And you know, I mean, it's probably good to go wash your hands yeah. for just practical reasons, but yes. don't, like, escalate this to godliness. Right. Where Cleanliness is next to godliness. That's what no they're doubt. trying to say. That's what they are trying to say. And they were really, <laughs> that's true. And you, like you said, and I like the word escalate, they had escalated it to the point where um, they're supposed to wash even if it wasn't written down. It was just, this is the accepted tradition here. And so, therefore, it's godly. And, and, you can get so lost in those things that you don't even think about who you are as an actual person. What comes out of your mouth, this defiles you. Yeah. And it isn't like Jesus is saying, washing your hands is a bad thing. He's right. saying, you guys have raised this to a level of judging people and condemning people and saying that God is mad at you because you didn't do this. Yes. All wash- I mean, washing your hands is good for hygiene. Yes. That's what it's good for. And this, it's not good for earning your way into heaven. Right. And this judging that's flowing out of your mouth about washing hands. That makes you unclean. Yeah, that's what makes you unclean. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And boy, don't don't we live in a judgmental time. Mm-hmm. Don't we live in a time full of, um, I'm better than you. And the way that we do discourse, the way that we communicate about differing opinions. Mm -hmm. Let's stop and think about what's coming out of our mouths and how it defiles us. Yeah, I mean, honestly. The way you talk about the other political party or the people in that party. Mm -hmm. Whether you're talking about their their leaders or their voters. The way you talk about them. Yeah. Don't let that. Don't let the way you talk about them defile, defile you, because if you if you are hating them because of their ideas or their policy approaches, yeah, 
um, yeah. or you're escal you're escalating and you some idea about their policy, and then and you can't stop and say, well, what's the kernel of wisdom or light or yeah. human kindness behind that policy? Yeah. What? Exactly. What are they thinking about? They're, exactly, because they're humans and they care about something. Yeah. And they're caring about something maybe different than you're caring about, but they're caring about something that possibly is necessary. And so, what? Yeah. What's the What's the good you can? So, how can, can we have an actual conversation? Yeah. About this instead and, of demonize one another. Yeah. Yeah. Get to mutually beneficial positions. Mm-hmm. We're not into that anymore. We're into demonizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and hey, guess what? It defiles you. Yep. Demonizing another human being like this defiles mm-hmm. you. That's what makes you dirty in God's eyes. I like now. This is just a, a fun Jonathan Edwards quote, but um, I don't even know where this was. I probably just read this. Somebody else quote qu- probably quoted on Twitter or something. I was sure, like, oh, go that's for cool. it. But there's some Jonathan Edwards quote where he says. Um, I'm paraphrasing, so I said it's a quote, but it's a definitely a paraphrase. Um, something along the lines of, you know you're idolizing whenever you're demonizing. Mm. So when you're demonizing someone, mm-hmm. you're actually idolizing something at the Else. same time. Yeah, it, it's opposite. Yes, and right? it's not God, because God wouldn't treat that person that way, regardless of their political beliefs. Yeah. God loves them. He yeah. loves the world. He loves yeah. Democrats and Republicans alike. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, but he hates what what we what comes out of our mouths about each other when we're demonizing. Mm-hmm. Um, that can defile us. No doubt, no doubt. So the disciples said, "Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying?" <laughs> <laughs> that makes me laugh. And Jesus is probably like, "Yeah, that was the purpose. <laughs> that, was, that was the whole point." What's he supposed to do? He's supposed to be like. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, maybe I shouldn't have said it. Maybe I should have been more around the, you know, kind of go around the barn. Yeah, less beat around direct. the bush. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and, and Jesus was trying to offend them, but he wasn't trying to offend them in a sense. He was trying to offend them in a way that will wake them up. Convict them. Convict them. Exactly. Yeah. He was trying to convict yeah. their conscience. So here's an, here's an important point. When you're offended, you often have a choice to be offended. You can be... I, I'm talking about when this person is right and you don't like to hear it. Yep. You have the choice to be offended or convicted. That's a good point. What do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Do you want to grow? Or do you want to be proud? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't want to grow. I want to be proud. And I want to get back into my corner and I want to build my wall a little bit higher. Especially if you, especially if you don't like this person, oh yeah, and they say something true to you, yeah. Especially if they are from a different position than me, mm-hmm. but they have this statement that is absolutely correct, and they caught me out on something where I'm hypocritical, or I hadn't considered it, or I'm just ignorant about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have a choice. I can get offended, or I can get convicted. And so he says, do you know that the Pharisees were offended? Well, they blew it then. Yeah. That was their choice. Jesus shouldn't change what he's saying. Mm-mm. Good thing he didn't. Can you imagine? Yeah. Where would we be if Jesus had been like, oh, oh, I didn't realize. I better say it differently. We'd be stuck. 
Mm-hmm. In our sin, in our legalism, our pride, our self-righteousness. And all Jesus did was quote scripture. That's <laughs> so great. <laughs> Do you know that they were offended by the Holy Scripture that they even recognize as holy? <laughs> well, what are we going to do now? <laughs> I mean... Uh, you know, well, what will they do now? They'll go back and they'll say, well, he actually, this isn't what this is about. And it only refers to this part of the part of life anyway, you know. Yikes. They'll create their loopholes. Well, offend, uh, scripture continues to offend to this day. It does. That is actually not something that's yeah. changing yeah. ever. And let's say this to our listeners and to one another and to our own hearts. When you come to scripture, you have the opportunity to be convicted or offended. Yep. A scripture has offended me, and I have sinned when I've read something in scripture and not liked it, and because I'm guilty of it. Yeah. So this isn't me or this isn't us saying, yeah, we know scripture, right? And scripture right. doesn't offend us. No. This is saying that scripture will offend us all. And we have a choice. Yeah. So what will we do when we come to Scripture? So, so I believe that there are two things that we can say about Scripture. Uh, there's a lot of things, but there's two that I like to say. One, one is that if it's in God's Word, it's true. And the other one is if it's in God's Word, it's best. Yeah. And if at any point I say, well, that's not true or that's not best, then I'm being offended by Scripture. I'm being proud and I'm not letting my heart be taught by God. And guess what? As the Proverbs say, I hate myself. Yep, you're hating yourself. When I ignore instruction, I hate myself. And that's in Proverbs 15, and we talked about that on Sunday, didn't we? When I ignore instruction, I hate myself. Mm -hmm. Because all of God's word is for my good. Yep. And And for your best good. For my best good. Yes. And 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 I'm closing my ears to that, closing my heart to that. Because why? Because it's not the way I would make it. Well, it's a good thing the world isn't the way I would make it. Man. Or it'd be very broken. Our hearts are so sinful, and my heart included. Because I can just think, I can think of a dozen things that I bristle at in Scripture. And it's like, oh, I wish that wasn't in there. Because I want to do it my way. Mm-hmm. But my creator, the one who created my body, my hands, mm-hmm. my brain, mm-hmm. um, he made me and he knows what's best for me. And I want to rebel against that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, can, and I still do. Like, there are things right now I'm thinking of. And it's just like, wow. I was like, I need to, I need to really um, listen and not and and try even when I bristle to kind of just, uh, I guess, keep that in my mouth and taste it and and then try mm. it, try it. Like my son doesn't want to try new food, you know. Mm. And and I'm just like, man, you'll. It's really good. It's good for you and it tastes amazing. And I know you'll like it. And I've brought that up before too. That's just a theme. Mm-hmm. Just and then, a theme and then he'll try it, and he really will like it. <laughs> yeah. But it's hard because you have to do something that your te- your body tells you, "I don't want to try that," or "I don't want to do it that way." Yeah. And I'm just thinking, yeah, that's a really childish way to do that. But I do the same thing. Yeah. I think one of the reasons that we would bristle is because we don't like what it's telling us. Mm-hmm. But I think another way is. We're afraid of how someone else won't like it. And we're afraid of not fitting in with them anymore. That's true. I think the disciples were feeling that way. So yeah. the Pharisees were the first one. Yeah. And I think the, the disciples were, were the second one. Hey, did you know the Pharisees were offended? Like, don't offend the Pharisees, Jesus. We, mm-hmm. we got to fit in with them. They're the ones that, they're the influencers. They, mm-hmm. they set the bar. Yep. 
I mean, Peter still was struggling with this after Jesus even left. He sure was. Because of the whole circumcision thing. You read that in Galatians chapter 1 or 2, right? Yeah, I mean, he was still struggling with wanting to fit in with like the, the knowledgeable mm-hmm. religious people. Yeah, he maybe had that inferiority complex a little bit. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and I think we've got a problem today, too, where a lot of people are um, letting like loud, loud folks push them around instead of saying... You know what? That's not true, and that's not good for for us. That's not good for humanity, and I think it's been the constant plague of the church, hmm. where if if everyone outside of our church walls was okay with it, we would have still kept believing it. Mm-hmm. But because people are like, "Oh, we don't like it," because we don't like what it tells us to do, then we're like, "Oh, they're offended. Maybe we can change this a little bit." Maybe we can circumlocute a little bit. Um, I don't know that word. Just go around the, you know, I made it up. It's not really a verb. (laughs) A circumlocution. (laughs) You know what I mean? And maybe we could, you know, be indirect a little bit. And then eventually your church just starts to compromise more and more and more on what the Bible says. Pretty soon your church finds the whole Bible inconvenient. Mm Mm-hmm. And so now we're just teaching self-help and we're not actually reading Self-help and good works. Yeah, we're not even reading the Bible anymore. Yeah. And, you know, that is a really With no convictions thing. and we don't stand for anything. Mm-mm. And give us your money so I can buy another jet. No, oh, gross. Yes. That's so nasty. Ugh. No. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. Plague on your jets. All right. Yeah, so no here we go. Oh, um, so um, we... You know, what I find interesting here in verse 12 and verse 13 is Jesus hadn't bothered to teach them about washing their hands. He certainly is bothering to teach them to wash their hearts. Mm-hmm. He certainly is teaching them, hey, hey, don't don't you be afraid of when they're offended. What does the Father say to do? Right? Well, this is cool because it's just what you just said. Um, leave them alone. They're blind guides. Don't. Don't bother with them. Don't yeah. hang out with them. Don't look to them as important figures in your religious or your yeah. spiritual learning. And don't fret yourself. They're blind guides, and their blind will lead yeah. the blind into a pit, and they'll yeah. both fall in. They'll they'll be an into this. So he's he, yeah he's saying like he's seeing that they really are kind of worried about what they think like the Pharisees think about them. He's yeah. like just leave them alone. Leave them alone. Yeah. They're gonna lead you astray. Yeah, it's another fad. It's another trend. It's another thing to be hopped up about. And just stay the course. Mm-hmm. Stay the course and do what's right. And do what's right no matter what happens. Even if even if you lose influence and status. Yeah. And and I, you know what? I don't think um, we're so worried about losing influence and status for its own sake. What is influence and status by us? Comfort, security, pleasure, luxury, pride. pride. Mm-hmm. We're afraid of losing those things. Yeah. And those are all things that... God tells us not to seek after. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll demonize someone who disagrees with us, not because we're idolizing God, like you said. No, we're signaling to our tribe. Yeah. That hey, we're we're one of you, like us. Yeah. You know. Because what we're, what we're idolizing is luxury, comfort, pleasure, status, and we and we also like to have someone to hate. Ugh. I think we do. We just like to have somebody to hate. It's got to be a villain. And if we can find a way that we can justify hating them, 
you know, there is someone we're allowed to hate. It's the devil. Mm-hmm. Let's just hate him. And he's the one that wants us to hate each other. Yeah. Let's just hate him. I know. <laughs> Blind guides. Both will fall into a pit. So then Peter says, explain the parable to us. Can you just, I mean, I'm just trying to picture this. It's so, what a, what a unique thing. This is, this is this time. This is this discipling time. This is discipleship. Verses 10 through 20. The Pharisees had basically accused Jesus of being a bad teacher. And here Jesus is slowing everything down. And he's letting his disciples ask him questions. This is discipleship. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And in fact, he's being an amazing teacher. Yeah. 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 This is what (coughs) parents need to do. We need to take time with our children to disciple like this. Mm -hmm. This is what we need to do in our churches. This is what... um, Adults in our churches need to look around and, and consider with our college students and our teenagers. Yep. Instead of just assuming that everything's fine. Yeah. You know, let's pause and disciple. This is the great commission here. Mm-hmm. Let's pause and disciple. And so here Peter says, will, will, will you explain the parable, right? Explain the parable. And Jesus says, you still don't get it? Don't you see? And then he explains um, how food gets... Um, goes through your body and gets digested and gets pooped out. And, but verse 18, what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. This defiles a person. Okay, so this is a critical matter here in verse 18. Mm. Your mouth is connected to your heart. Right? Mm-hmm. Your mouth is not just a rogue agent. No. I mean, if, maybe if you have like... I don't know Tourette's or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, of course. Then you're just. But but if for for a, hel- a for healthy real. body, I'm not making fun of that. I'm for not. Real. Even, no, I know yeah. what you're saying. Like, yeah, there are like brain disorders that right. yeah, your mouth might say things, and it wasn't actually coming out of your heart. Right. No, I get that. But otherwise, mostly, what comes out of our mouth is coming from our heart. Yep. We've already thought it, processed it, loved it, and like you said, and I love it. I love it. I love. I've got this great quote. I'll paraphrase it. It comes from you, which comes from somebody who tweeted it, which comes from Jonathan Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> that what <clears throat> when we demonize, we idolize, right? Yeah. And so when we're just blurting out this stuff, it's a picture of what are we worshiping in our hearts? Mm-hmm. Because if we're worshiping Jehovah, if we're worshiping Jesus Christ... And he gave us these scriptures. If we are actually living in our daily life, preparing our hearts, like we talked about earlier, for when we might have opportunities to speak to other people, um, then our mouth can be a slave to, to Jesus. And when something almost comes out because somebody cut us off in traffic, it can be taken slave, not come out. Mm-hmm. And instead, something wholesome comes out. Or we... We say a prayer for good things to happen to that person that day. Yeah, um, we can allow yeah. Jesus to uh, to actually control our hearts because He's who we worship, and yeah. He's who we're trying to worship. Um, yeah. Rather than worshiping ourselves or worshiping all those other things, pride and pleasure and comfort, right, and right um, things that were created, not the Creator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is, I know it's it's a really it's a really crystal clear concept that I'm glad He articulated imagine if these pharisees had had hearts that weren't constantly producing the bile of judgmentalism flowing out of their mouths because they had so much bible knowledge yes. if they if they could if they could harness that 
for a, a relationship with God and a love for God's goodness. Mm-hmm. Like, what I could just, they have done? What kind of impact could they have made? Mm-hmm. They would have been... And I'm sure that there were many, many, many who who did have hearts transformed by God's word and by sure. the Holy Spirit. And they did make that impact. Mm-hmm. And there were definitely Pharisees that felt conviction and at least tried to understand Christ, like Nicodemus, yeah, trying right, to understand right. what Christ And priests was about. like Zachariah, who exactly, was exactly. Jesus' what, uncle or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And you go back into the Old Testament, and you look at somebody, I, you don't get a lot of great pictures of, of this because a lot of the, the Old Testament is made up of, of like kings and whatnot. But like, I think of Boaz. Yeah. And Boaz wasn't great all by himself. Boaz was the guy in the book of Ruth who left the corners of his field because the Bible told him to. Mm-hmm. So he read it in Leviticus. I'm sure of it. The Bible doesn't say he was reading Leviticus, but that's where he learned it. Yeah. Because it says that in Leviticus, leave the leave the corners of your fields unharvested so that the poor folks can come in. And what does Boaz do? Boaz, he when when he meets Ruth, not only does he let her glean in the corners, he brings her into the main field and says, she's going to glean right behind my main guys. And guys, I want you to be a little sloppy today so she can pick more up. And when she's done, I'm going to drag out these other big sacks full of grain and give Mm -hmm. them to her. Yeah. That's a guy transformed by God's word and his spirit. Yep. That's what God's word is meant to do to us. Mm -hmm. We go above and beyond, not like the Pharisees, above and beyond to protect ourselves and to protect our status as holy people. We go above and beyond to love other people. Mm -hmm. That's what glorifies God. Yeah. That's the opportunity, that Pharisee after Pharisee. So you can become a Pharisee or you can become a Boaz. If you're going to be offended or convicted by God's word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Out of the heart, this is what we need to reckon with. Verse 19, come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, and slander. And these defile a person, not unwashed hands. And if we are all honest, we are more bothered by verse 19 people than verse 20 people, right? Aren't we more bothered by murderers and adulterers and um, sexually immoral and thieves and false witnesses and slanderers than people who'd fail to wash their hands? People who didn't wear a suit to church? I mean, we should be. We should be, <laughs> right? That's that's what really troubles us. And I love, I just, I also love the, that, you know, knowing some other verses that Christ speaks about how um, if you hate your brother, you've committed murder in your heart already. Yeah. Jesus is concerned about the heart. And he's saying that from yeah. out of, from, for out of the heart come these things. Yeah. Murder, evil thoughts, adultery, sexual immorality, etc. Mm-hmm. Like our heart, if it's, if our heart wants to defile us and we need to make it a, we need to make it, we need to let Jesus master it. Because yeah. otherwise, we're murderers and we're adulterers. Even if we haven't acted on that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't our matter. heart is what makes us unclean. It doesn't matter if we put our hands to action. Yeah. You know, yeah. if our heart lusts well, we, for those things well, we and has those We murder a curse at somebody because they cut us off in traffic or whatever. Mm-hmm. We've murdered them in our hearts. Mm-hmm. It's better that they were gone. When we're ogling some girl, some guy, whatever. Yeah. 
whoever, you know, we've committed that adultery, whether we've acted on it or not. Yep. And so um, when we're envious, when we're, when we're saying, man, I want that. I want that cruise that they went on. How come I don't get it? Yeah. I need that perfect vacation. Facebook Facebook has that that thing going around where people take picture a picture of the sky through the handle of a detergent bottle. Have you seen that? And it looks like they're on an airplane. Yes. <laughs> that's genius. Yes, it is. Like where I'm at. Uh, you know what I mean? That's so funny. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I so love it. So oh. so it's like, oh wow, that's the exact same curve. Okay, let's do that. So then they do that, right? Um but we, we, you know, Facebook is full of like how, you know, look, I want you to know how great a, uh-huh. of a life I have and I'm living. Uh-huh. It's, it's envy. It's, and it, in God's eyes, it's theft. It's theft. It's already there. You've already done it. You, because you see- of your heart. And God knows your heart. God wants a pure human being. If you see a, if you see a person that gets the chance to take their kids on a Disney cruise, try to be genuinely happy for them. Yeah. Yeah. And happy for those kids. I know. You want good things for those kids, just like you would want other people to want good things for yours. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's a fun cruise. So, I'm happy you guys got to go on yeah, that. Yeah, it's so fantastic. And genuinely mean it somehow. And let right. Christ make your heart into that. Yeah. Not that so that you're not guilty of theft in your heart because you're envious. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what happens is our hearts are full of this. And I don't care whether you are pro or con any of these political positions that are out there. We can tell by your heart if you're defiled or not. It doesn't matter if you're right. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're still grossly wrong by the way you conduct yourselves. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought was so... When I, I mean, I did not live through um, Martin Luther King's influence or era or whatever, but the patience and the calmness in the face of just awful hatred. hatred. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. That's impressive. And that's impressive even looking back and not growing up in that era, but then just seeing that kind of patience and, and quietness and calmness. And look, and, and it even leaves a the, legacy, doesn't it? It left a legacy. It left a legacy that just reverberates. Yeah. That's what we should want. That's what we should want to be. And even the speeches he gave were were... They were calm and they were um, hopeful. Hopeful, yeah. Called the best out of us. Yeah. No doubt. And they were true. Yeah. And so it didn't matter. I mean, not not saying that they didn't have he didn't have a right and his the people at the time didn't have a right to be angry. Mm-hmm. They had every right to be angry. They had been treated unjustly for generations upon generations. Mm-hmm. But um, and it's not to say that he wasn't angry. Exactly. But he, his heart, anger is, is neither good nor bad. It's how your heart handles it. Yeah. It's the moral choices you make with that anger, whether you're going to do something right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And he did something right with it. And so today, this, this day and age, there are things that happen that you might even have the right to be angry about. But if you can just keep a calm head and um, not let your heart... Yeah. Control you. Yeah. And not, you know, put, put, and instead you and let Christ control it. Yeah. Then the results can be way more powerful. Way more powerful results. That's a great point. And, and they please God. 
Yeah. Yeah. Not saying that there's never a time to get angry, but no, I mean, these results of... can come out of the fact that there was righteous anger that should have happened, exactly. but it, it was handled righteously with with constructive constructive um, approach, right? And, yeah, right, and and a readiness to forgive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so we've got to look at our hearts, and we are in a culture that is, I think, very Pharisaical very judgmental and self-righteous and very um, unaware of our own hearts. Mm-hmm. Like, let's take care of us first and then let's work on the other guy. Mm-hmm. Let's wash our hearts, not not just our hands. I, don't, don't you think? I, I mean, do. We got a culture all about hand washing right now. Yeah, I do. So to speak. I mean, there's always hand washers in culture, but I think our culture, because of how how visible we can be through social media, we each have our own little medium for fame, mm-hmm. and so we can all we can all make our voices heard, and our voices are mouths, mm-hmm. and whatever comes out, whatever you tweet can defile you yes. because it comes from your heart. Yes. Um, yes. And so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Let's as Christians, at least, those of us who want to follow Christ for real, let's let Christ put a rein on our on our social media presence. Yeah, yeah. I think Jesus would have mentioned keyboards as much as tongues if they if he had them. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do we do? What if what if I'm I'm I come to Matthew 15 and rather than be offended, I'm convicted. What do I do with that? What if I say, oh man, it is my heart. It is my heart. Agree with Jesus and not the Pharisees. Yeah. But try to see the Pharisaical tendencies of today. Yeah. And and ask Jesus and think deeply with the scripture as your filter to help you... To help you uh, change your heart yeah. and help Jesus change your heart. Only yeah. Jesus can do it. I think so. I think so. Only Jesus can do it. We gotta we gotta stop and pray. I think that's step one. Mm-hmm. If you're convicted rather than offended by this word, then step one is pray. Pray a repentant prayer. Jesus, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. This is how, and I think name it. Look how Jesus names it in 19. You know, he makes the list. I think we should make the list. Mm-hmm. That's a humbling list. No one would want to admit to all of those things. No. But I think that um, really throws water on the fire of unrighteous judgmentalism and anger. Mm-hmm. Is when you say, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm guilty of evil thoughts and murder and adultery and immorality and theft and false witness and slander. Slander. I'd love for people to know this bad thing about this one person. Mm-hmm. What does that say about me? God forgive me. You know? Mm-hmm. Or um, immorality. Boy, I, 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 I would love to be with people other than the one I'm married to. Mm-hmm. What does that say about me? Mm-hmm. Or murder. Boy, do I get mad at the person who does this or that. God forgive mm-hmm. me. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's the, I think that's it. 
is you got to make that list. You got to be honest and come clean. You can't. Okay, how do you wash something if you won't present it to the water? Yeah, you know, it's got dirt on it. Put it under the faucet. Mm-hmm. How, how can we wash it if we won't bring it to the faucet of of the Holy Spirit? Say, look at my heart. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Here's the list. Yeah, and I'll tell you more as soon as I become aware of it. Yep. And it's okay if it's okay if you make the mistake. God's not mad at you. If somebody just cut you off and you laid on the horn mm-hmm. and in your mind you were just like, What an idiot or yeah. something. Yeah. And then everybody's safe, they drive away, you drive away. It's okay to be like, That was really wrong. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And you pray and ask God to forgive you and yeah. you recognize and agree that you just defiled yourself a little bit yeah. with your heart and you allowed the evil thoughts in your heart. It's to like you just soiled you. yourself. Yeah. Because Jesus was talking about, literally talking about poop here, right? Yeah. It's like you just soiled your pants right there in your car. That's mm-hmm. gross to think about. Yeah. That's embarrassing. And what we'd like to do is we'd ha- like to have a chance to make it right. Yeah. But guess what? You can't make it right. Mm-mm. They drove away. Mm-hmm. So. So All you can do is fall on the mercy of God and say, forgive me. I'm, I'm sitting here in my own defilement. Yeah, and if you can make it right, make it right. 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 You know? But sometimes... Sometimes sometimes you can't. You can't, and our pride needs us to. Yeah, that's true. And we've got to just humble ourselves before God and say, I am a broken, defiled person, and look, I just defiled myself again. Go to God and uh, Go to God and agree with God about what he says is sin and what you just did was sin. And just, Psalm says that God loves a broken and contrite heart. Mm-hmm. Well, your heart is broken when you realize that you're a sinner and that you just sinned mm-hmm. and you sinned against God. Mm-hmm. And he loves it when your heart is broken and you come to him with a broken heart. He will forgive you. He does forgive. That's why he gave Jesus. That's why Jesus was down here talking it isn't. It isn't like Christians are just like, oh, we have a forgiving God so we can just go sin wildly and then because he'll always forgive us. Yeah. That's a, a I know very few Christians who think like that. Not not real Christians who really love the Bible and really want to love Jesus. Right. Yeah. We have we have a forgiving God because we need a forgiving God. Yeah. We are bad sinners. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And God 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 gave us his son because he was planning on forgiveness. Mhm. That was part of the master plan. Yeah. It's not even that he was open to it or ready for it. He was planning on it. So this is part of freedom. This is why we talk about this on Freedom Current. One of the biggest things, and I think we talked about it last last episode or whatever we're calling these, was that repentance brings freedom. Yeah. I mean, these Pharisees are in bondage with yeah. their hand washing. And Jesus is setting them free if they will just... Do you know that they're offended? Well, they're offended by themselves. They are in their own cages. And Jesus is setting them free. Hey, you want to be clean? I'll tell you how to be clean. Mm -hmm. Repentance. Acknowledgement of what we are and what what we need from God. And what kind of freedom is it that we don't have to be bound by just these stupid traditions that don't mean anything? Oh my goodness. And we build our own cages around it. Like you just said, they're they're trapped by their own cages. And for some reason, and somehow, all of us do this to some degree, and we like our cage. Um, but Jesus is like, free, being free is better. It's better. It's better. I can, I can show you how to do it. Yeah. You don't have to 
and and Jesus talks about his his way is easy and his mm-hmm. you know his burden is light it's a light burden it's an easy yoke um it is it is because he's literally helping you pull yeah the 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 plow yeah. and he's really strong yeah and so you're just kind of walking along with him it's, no doubt and 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 it's free you're free yeah yeah and and man how free is your heart when like what happened to me this morning and a guy cut me off and I laid on my horn. Oh, that was autobiographical. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I didn't tell you. Yeah. And then how free how freeing is it when you can get forgiven? You can and get you, forgiven. And you can pray and Jesus will forgive you. And you're just like, why did I do that? I never do that. I don't usually have road rage. Mm-hmm. I was just on my way to Starbucks. I was running a little late. I wanted my coffee. I told you I was doing vocal warm-ups. I know. <laughs> and and somebody tries to make a turn, but then he switches back into my lane and oh, slams on his yeah. brakes. Oh. And then and I and was it like, scares you. Yeah. Yeah. And I just laid on the horn. I was yeah. like, what was I doing, man? Yeah. Come on. I mean, yeah, it was dangerous. And you know what? We, what we learned about that. But I laid on my horn too long. A couple extra seconds. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And I've done the same. Is... We're surprised. We we're surprised that our hearts are as capable of this defilement as they are. Mm-hmm. Like really, they're ready to be. They're ready. Our hearts are ready to defile us. We need. Jesus. We have a we have a black sin factory just beating every second in just our chest, pumping, pumping out sin, pulsing, pulsing with it, and we need. We have to fight it every day. We need to bring it to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. every day. We need to say. God, show me what's in my heart. Forgive me. And over Forgive time, me. as we ask forgiveness and we read God's word, um, the Holy Spirit is mopping up the stains in that sin factory. And that sin factory doesn't pump out as much sin over time. And it, because he gives us the light and he gives us ways to to worship him instead. And, you know, we're not going to be perfect. Yeah. But we can become more and more free. Yeah, more and more free. Yeah, and I think freedom, like we've said, is even that ability to just mop up the stain faster. Yeah, like we might make just as many bad choices as before, but we don't we don't compound them necessarily. We don't we don't hide behind them. We don't excuse them and say, "Well, I meant to do that." We we say, "Oh, yeah." And when we follow when we follow God's word and we try to make amends with a person we've offended, or if we can't because they drove off. Um, we uh, ask contrite forgiveness from God. Mm-hmm. Um, we also mitigate earthly consequences. You know, if you ask forgiveness from somebody else quickly, um, they don't have, they're not holding bitterness against you for a long time, and they might not, yeah. you, don't, you might not burn a bridge yeah. that might help you in the future yeah. because you're like, hey, I shouldn't have done that, and you did it quick, and you asked forgiveness. And yeah. people are shockingly willing to forgive. God has put something in our hearts that likes it when somebody admits when they're wrong. Especially when you willing. say all the way, you go all the way and say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Would you forgive me? Yeah. You go all the way and you ask for forgiveness. All the way. Most people are like, that was a little too much. Yeah. You didn't have to ask for forgiveness, but well, of course I'll forgive of you. Of course. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. And then, then it's just like water under the bridge and you still have a friend. Yeah. Or an acquaintance or somebody. Yeah. You that haven't burned that bridge. You haven't burned the bridge. Like, right. God gives us the best way. 
And and pride is not the best way because no. we end up burning all kinds of bridges. And all we got left is the cage. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. All right, maybe we'll take a break. We'll come back with a little wrap-up. Yeah, and then we'll roll to see what do we we'll talk roll. about next week. All right, all right, let's take a break. All right, I'll be back in just a second. Or we will be back in just a second. I said I will be back because I'm going to use the restroom. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah so. Yeah. Okay, right, good. I think we're back. Good. Well, we were solving more problems while we were, <laughs> while we were delayed. And we yeah. were analyzing the difference between road rage and road, road scared. Yeah, that's true. When somebody is a scary I mean, I, driver. I, I did still stay on the horn too long. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. I was definitely road scared. Yes. Um, yeah. But. but there's two different ways. <laughs> They'll just show you different things in your heart. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I'm taking away from this is just how important it is to keep looking to, in my heart. To present your heart to the Holy Spirit to be washed. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to wash it again. He'll wash it. Yeah. Every time. Just like going to the bathroom. Like we live in a... Uh, we are very, very fortunate, and we're very um, rich in our nation, and we're very privileged to have running water, clean running water in every building, in mm-hmm. soap, yeah, in every building, yeah. It's very easy for us to just go wash our hands. Wash your hands. And we are even more rich and more privileged as Christians with the Holy Spirit. He'll wash wow. our hands on the spot. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Anytime can you want. imagine? Okay, can you imagine? Not, not our hands, our hearts. So you're like. Your hands are gross. Like, let's say you've been gardening and using the bathroom and, and cleaning up dog poop in your backyard, and your hands are just gross. Nasty. And even if you can't see too much, we like, know we we now know. know about microbes, and you feel gross. Yeah, because you don't want to even get your hands near your mouth until you've cleaned. And them. someone brings out to you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a bag full of chips. They're like, "Here, have some lunch." You're not going to wash your hands. You're going to be too proud to wash your hands. You're going to be like, oh, no, my hands are never dirty. Sure, I'll eat these mm. chips. That's gross, it is right? Gross. Of course you wouldn't do that. And you don't, and it's not even good for you. Like, it's it's good for you to wash your hands. Yeah, and you're not too proud to do that. No. So, hey, God knows that we have dirty hearts. He's not shocked by it. Mm-hmm. The only one who's shocked by the dirtiness of our hearts is us. Yep. And science has allowed us to see those nasty microbes that we can't see with our eyes and we know they're there. Mm-hmm. Science hasn't allowed us to see into our heart, into our spiritual heart like that, but yeah. this book does. This book does. And so if we trust it... Mm-hmm. Um, the Holy Spirit is there. Like you said, what a privilege to say, hey, I need my heart washed again. Yes. It's okay. God's going to be not surprised. He already knew you needed it. So yeah. he's not going to be mad at you that you finally admit it. So you're like, good. That's what I gave my son for. Yeah. So you can put your hope in Jesus or your hope in yourself. So anyways. Well, praise the go. Lord for these verses. That was a yep. good that was a good chapter. Yep, yep, yep. All right, well, let's uh, find out what story we're gonna read next. Okay, so you're rolling uh an uh, what is it called? An ISO icosahedron. Icosahedron. That's a twenty cider. Right. Okay, let's do it. All right. Um, Roll it up. What do we want? Yeah, I guess we just roll and see. Here we go. Um, it's a one. We already did one. We already did one. All right, so. Try it again. I'll try again. I want two. I want to talk about Jesus' temptation. I was talking about that with my wife last night a little bit. Okay. Come on. Get two. Ah, oh, five. That's what we, we just did five. For. We just did five. Yeah, so we got to do. It looked like a two, two to me, but it was a five. Try for two again. 17? 
We haven't done 17. You must be born again. Oh, that's Nicodemus. That's Nicodemus, who we just talked about today. Yeah, we brought him There's up. There's a Pharisee who's coming to get his heart washed. Yeah. And then we'll talk about being washed. So, okay, John chapter 3. I love it. You must be born again. That's what we'll do next time on Freedom, Freedom Current. Current. <laughs> All right. See you okay, later. Okay, see you. Bye. Listening.